Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Today is Wednesday, November 20th, and it's a lovely, cool, rainy morning here in Santa Fe. Uh, they predicted we'd get rain in last night, a Pacific storm. Pacific storm for us comes... Sweeping over from the west, of course, southwest. Always brings that delightful, soft Pacific Ocean moisture with it. And it's really just lovely. <laughs> Did I use the word lovely? <laughs> Multiple times? I got a picture of the... It's kind of cleared off for the moment, and I got a picture of the rain falling down the rain chain with the clouds clearing off the mountains in the distance. But it was so nice to hear the rain during the night and wake up to the rain. And we're supposed to be pretty uh, drizzly the next couple of days. Looks like we'll be pretty socked in, um, turning to snow on Friday. So that feels seasonal to me. And of course, we are always happy for the precipitation. Not like those down in uh, South Texas. Um, the lovely Grace Draven is on my mind this morning. Hi, Grace. Uh, she apparently listens to this podcast, which I find delightful. It's a one-way conversation. <laughs> but um, I think it's funny because I noticed in reading Grace's wonderful Dragon Unleashed, which I enjoyed very much and sent a blurb for. And in her book and in Ilona Andrews, uh, the new innkeeper book, I don't remember what it was called now, um, but both of them featured pouring rain. <laughs> days and days of pouring rain. And it made me laugh because uh, they, they all live in that, South Texas, Houston area, and I knew that they had been just deluged with rain, and I just thought it was funny that that crept into their stories <laughs> in such an atmospheric way. But these things do happen. I think place is critical to how we write our stories. I think I've mentioned before that I have been on panels that asked the question, why are there so many science fiction and fantasy writers living in the American Southwest? And does place have a, an impact on how and what we write? And I do think it's very interesting because there are a lot of writers in this area, especially considering if we, if we splice it out per capita, you know, probably we could come up with greater numbers in uh, places like the Pacific Northwest or New York City or Baltimore or Chicago, something like that. But when you do it per capita, we really have some, a lot here and some big names, big, important, um, influential writers. It's always interesting in thinking about writing what it is that we are trying to accomplish with our work. And I suppose this will be a little bit of a pause from the pantsing NaNoWriMo theme of the month. Uh, although I can report that now I'm 
now that I've given myself permission to let go and just write as long as this book will take, it may be, maybe I'm not wrong on my original assessment and I might be getting it tied up in time. We will see. <laughs> but, um, you know, always in motion is the future, right? But that is the thing about pantsing your book is you just don't always know exactly what it's going to take to finish out the story. But when we think in terms of why do we write? Why are we writers? And this is on my mind partly because of a conversation with Grace last night. But also because I am getting the, the author coaching package live. And it, it's um, actually live on the website now. If you go to the website store, you can click there. You can also do gift certificates for other people. And I have different packages. I also have a build-your-own package in case some people want something that I haven't thought of. But you can either go through the website store or you can look under author at the top and it'll have the author coaching on there. But one of the things that I wanted to communicate in writing up what I could offer. And I noticed that the people who gave me testimonials said very similar things that I ask a lot of questions about as sort of an overall mentoring thing, what do you want out of your writing career? What is it you are looking for? Because there are a lot of reasons to write and not all of the trajectories are compatible with each other. And by this, I mean that some people want to be able to simply write their books. They want to write their stories and enjoy. Sorry, my computer sent up a message and I'm acknowledging. Please do not restart right now. <laughs> how windows runs our lives actually maybe i will go ahead and let this restart i've gotten very free with this pause button i paused to go ahead and uh, deal with my computer so it could be restarting while i talk um, doesn't it seem like we're getting updates like every week lately <laughs> really feels disruptive to me. So when you look at why you want to write, most of us are driven to tell stories in the first place. But whatever aspect of that process and career you decide to prioritize makes a big difference. So some people want to make money. They want to be able to sell stories to make money. And really, all of us <laughs> would like to make money. But when you prioritize the business end of it, uh, the hustle, as it were, that's a different approach to writing than if you are uh, really invested in writing the best book possible. And I say this because the people who are super into the hustle uh, are will often sacrifice quality or length in order to 
maximize uh, speed of release and hitting that Amazon algorithm. And the people who've gotten this down to a science, uh, you know, are making a lot of money doing it. But I feel like I am not throwing stones at anyone, which, you know, is certainly not my intent. But I know, I can think of one person in particular, and I won't say his name, but that his mantra is minimum viable quality. And that, he says, you know, that's the whole point in writing stories is to go for the minimum quality that will still be viable for sales, but not to spend any more time on it than that. And that's because he is maximizing productivity and earnings. There are other writers who... And, and we don't always know these things when we start out because we're we're pretty much, you know, just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and we want, you know, it's like, I want to be a writer. And that was for me. I thought, I want to make my living as a writer. That's what I want to do. And so I have in many ways made choices towards a more commercial path than some of my friends who are, I'm trying to think how to phrase it, more focused on the artistic end. So those are the people who feel like it's very important. And this is something that comes out of sci-fi fantasy far more than romance. But, you know, sci-fi fantasy, there are, you, if you want to be regarded in certain circles, then you must have gone to Clarion or to Taos Toolbox or an MFA program so that there is a certain amount of cred that comes with having learned to way the right learn to write the way that people regard as being significant and important and awardworthy and for those people that's that's the thing that they prioritize that's having the regard of the community is the most important thing to them and in some ways they would look down on making the choice for commercial uh, maximization. For me, because I'm a, a fence straddler all the time anyway, I tend to choose both quality. I've, I want the maximum quality for my books, but I also want them to be commercially viable. I want, I want readers and I want to make my living doing this. You know, people who write only, not only, but who focus on like writing short stories and, you know, they really hope to hit the awards because you can't make a living at this, in this current market, writing short stories. So deciding what it is you want makes a big difference. Now in romance, I don't think we have the equivalent of Clarion or Taos Toolbox or some of these other programs. Um, maybe Seton Hill a little bit. Correct me if I'm wrong. I would love to know. And maybe maybe this is something we need to do. Maybe this is part of honoring romance that we need to do this, is to create an, a real in-depth workshop that would be meaningful. Maybe I should do this. I would love to do that. You know, get uh, people like Kristen Higgins and Nora Roberts 
and people who write really excellent romance and and do a high cred workshop like that. We could do that. Why don't we do that? So anyway, that, that's what's on my mind this morning. It's um, it's always a juggle, and that's my first approach when somebody wants general mentoring on their career and when they're trying to decide what to do it's like well first you have to decide what you want from your writing career because even what which agent you shoot for depends on what you want because there are agents who will uh, you know who will say just write your book and send it to me when you have something and that's great for the writer who wants to have complete artistic control they want to write it on their own with only their thoughts in it and then they send it to their agent and the agent decides if they can sell it. Um, other agents like Sarah, my lovely agent, she and I work together on what's the most marketable idea, what do you think you can sell and let's shoot for that. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, you never know, right? If you are self-publishing, you might go at this with an entirely different strategy. In fact, you would. You would totally go at this from a different strategy. So those are my thoughts for the day. Uh, I encourage you, if you are interested or if you have friends interested, to look at the author coaching packages. I would love feedback. I really want to give people something that will be useful to them. I'm not, I don't, when I was doing my research, I saw so many author coaching packages, you know, like for $4,000, I'll help you get your, book finished, you know, that kind of thing. And as somebody said, it was like, that's for people with money and a dream. Um, I'm, I'm happy to work with people who have money and a dream, but I also really want this to be useful. So I hope you all have a wonderful Wednesday and that your week is coming along and that you are able to make some strides forward in what you love best. First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. You can find more romance-themed podcasts at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I shall talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.